Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, Teddy has his treat, so we've got... Let's uh, go, quick, quick. 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? Um... Good. I had two Thanksgiving. Yeah, me too. Okay. So Wednesday night, um, we went to my cousin's house and did Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family. And then Thursday, we did my dad's side of the family at my parents' house. But then everyone got sick. So it was my family and Aunt Patty. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah. We actually did two yesterday. So we went oh. to Michael's parents' house um, for lunch, and then we drove to Mandeville um, at 3.45 yesterday uh, for my mom's side. The weather was awful, and yeah. Michael was, like, white-knuckling it on the way there because it was pretty much, like, you couldn't see. It was not great. She slept the entire way there, and she slept pretty much the whole way back. I was going to say that was the moment that I was napping during the storm. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, you know, nice to see family and spend time with them and you kind of I don't know for me whenever I get to hang out with my family it's like I recall the reason for being alive it's not working myself into the ground it's spending time with family and friends and you know that kind of stuff so kind of resets you sure I get that I agree yeah well we're here to talk (laughs) about a joint book because it's December and it's time for it. It's not December. It's November. <laughs> I was like, it's, <laughs> have we already moved Sorry. into December? No, it's our joint November book. <laughs> it's almost December though, which means Christmas books or holiday books. Holiday books. But we're not there yet. Not right now. We're talking about The Prisoner by B.A. Paris. Yes, this came out on November 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a new release, and we had talked about it in our upcoming fall book episode. Um, and it was actually on both of our lists. It was. <clears throat> so, Which was um, interesting yeah. because you, I have read everything by B.A. Paris before. You've never read anything by her, and yet it was something that caught your eye. Right. Yeah. What was it about the, the description that caught your eye? Um... That the main character, Amelie uh, Lamont, was kidnapped, but that in the description, she discusses how her kidnapping situation is actually not as bad as her current situation prior to that. And so I was kind of fascinated, like, huh, what could be so bad that you'd be kidnapped <laughs> and, and, and you'd be treated better? Life. better. Um, so, you know, that I was calling, I wanted to know. I wanted to know her story. And I agree. That's that interested me as well. Obviously, I was interested in reading it because I wanted to remain a BA Paris completist. Right. <laughs> this is her fifth book. Um, this definitely wasn't my favorite of hers, but I was 
let me say this. I it took me like three or four times. I had to restart it because I was just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not in the mood for this. And then when I finally forced myself, like, okay, Marissa's coming over tomorrow. <laughs> I've got to read this book. Um, I kind of like forced myself to sit down and pay attention to it. And then I was hooked. Once I once I got into it, I was hooked. I kind of feel the same. It was a slow start for me as well. I just I. I actually started a few other books prior to this because I wanted to get another one in um, before I read this because I wanted this to be more fresh on my mind. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get into any of the other books either. So I was like, whatever, let me just start it. And so it was just still a slow start because I think I was still in the mind frame of like nothing's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I, and then it started to pick up and I got invested or, you know, more, more invested in the storyline. Um, and I wanted to know what was gonna happen yeah and it was it was a pretty quick it was very like, fast quick. paced once it, yeah. once you get past that initial slow start it's pretty fast paced yeah I agree I liked it I liked it I don't I don't think that I loved it it wasn't the best thriller ever right um, but I thought that it was um unique like uniquely done I did like it and that's how I feel about yeah. all of her books like yeah. they may not be the best book ever but I've never read anything like it before. Yeah, and I def- there was certain things that, you know, in all thrillers, to a degree, you can kind of figure out. And then I thought there were some things where I wouldn't have put that together. Yeah. So, um, quick synopsis, I guess, of the book. I'll, I'll give my quick and dirty, and then you can add whatever I leave out. But we have Amelie, who... Um, at the very beginning of the book, she and her husband, Ned, get kidnapped. Right. Um, and she kind of quickly determines that this life is a little bit better than the life she was leading with her husband, Ned. Um, and we kind of go back and forth between present day and past, learning about how she got to this point with Ned and what's so terrible about her life. Um we learn a little bit about um, her past with her father, um, how she came to London, her friends that she creates when she gets to London. Because she's young. She's 16, 17 when she first gets to London. Um, and then she's 20 right. in present day. Correct. Um, what did I leave out? <laughs> I don't think you left out anything. I mean, I think that was the main... Um, yeah, I mean, we, we learn we learn about her her predicament after she um, after she gets to London and how she formed the friendships that she did and how those friendships kind of got her into the world of her husband Ned. Well, I thought we had twenty minutes, but it looks like it was six. <laughs> Give me a moment. Okay. Um, yeah, so we learn a little bit more about how she. Formed her friendships, um, and then how she was immersed into the world of her husband, Ned, through those friendships. Right. And then, um, you know, how she got married and that whole situation around that. And then a lot of secrets coming to light. I feel like things were, she was always the last to know. Yeah, well, because she was young and... Easily taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, (laughs) this is such a hard book to talk about because I guess most thrillers are, but it's like, 
With this one in particular, because it goes back and forth in time, you are slowly learning things about (laughs) how she got to be where she is and slowly learning like what's happening in the present Yeah, with her story. So it's hard to discuss. I did... I did not, um, there were certain things that, you know, for all mystery thriller type storylines to work, sometimes things just don't make sense. <laughs> you know, in a logical way, why wouldn't she have done ABC? And if she would have, then there would have been no story. Yeah. You know, which I guess is the whole point. But um, there is a situation where they, she and Ned, her husband, um, before they are husband and wife, travel to Las Vegas together. And her phone is mysteriously left on the plane. Her laptop is not working, so she does not reach out to um, her friends to let them know anything about her trip because she doesn't have these uh, technology, communication, whatever. But at the same time, she's in a hotel room by herself with a phone, well, and I I don't know exactly what year it is, but it's like... I mean, she has a cell phone, so... Right, but I'm saying it's like very recent. Like, I mean, assuming it takes place the present in 2022, then three years ago, it was 2019 that she was... So it's still super recent. It just, I, it just feels like if it was me and I had texted a friend before I took off on the flight and then I realized I didn't have my phone and that my laptop wasn't turning on or working, that I would have called them from my room especially if I knew their numbers which she says that she did what I'm also saying is we're in present day like go to the hotel's business center um ask someone from the hotel if there's like a phone in lost and found that you can use temporarily I mean I know people leave phones go get a burner phone I mean I I also understand that she didn't have a lot of money and so that's why she couldn't right. maybe couldn't purchase like a brand new phone, but like go get a cheap one. But there was a phone in that she didn't even need that. There was a phone in her <laughs> hotel room, and like you said, yes, yeah, she could have gone and logged into her email account, right, at a business center or and emailed her friends. It just doesn't. Ma- I just don't under. I just didn't. that part of it didn't make sense. But again, if she would have had access to any of that, the story wouldn't have. It wouldn't happened. have worked. As well. I mean, I think it still could have worked um, to an to parts partly, but yeah, it wouldn't have worked as well. Um, I agree. That was a little unrealistic. Like you're in a, I mean, this takes place in England, but they traveled to Las Vegas. So you're in a foreign country for like six or seven days. You're going to find a way in those six or seven days to reach out to your friends. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially when she has no other family in the whole world and she considers them her family. Yeah, her and friends are her family. And she has to know that they'd be worried about her because she left abruptly on this trip and to not even reach out at all and to know that some of her friends had um, some pretty negative thoughts about this guy who right. was the, all their employer as well. But suspending disbelief about that part. Yeah. Uh, sure. She's young and dumb. She was like... She, yeah. at, wait, how old was she? <clears throat> she was 20 years old at the time. Yes. They yeah. were in Las Vegas. Right. Um, but, you know, her whole upbringing, she, her mother died giving in childbirth with her brother in France. There was a big suit that her father um, tried to win for years for negligence from, from this hospital. And 
she really was, she had no other family. And so when they moved to England, it was just them, her whole life. Just her and her dad. And after he was gone, there was no one. I mean, I can imagine being in that situation where you have no one in your life, you're completely naive, you have no money, and you're just at the will of whoever you're with. I don't know. I mean, she did, she was working for him, so it's not like she had no money. I mean, I know she had a job, but. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it, I thought it was good. It was a good (laughs) book. I enjoyed it. It kept my attention. Yeah. Yes, there were some things that I that were a little questionable that I was like, um, that's I also kind thought, of a lot. <laughs> I will say this. I also thought that um, Ned's whole personality, and I mean, I think we can pretty much say he wasn't a good guy. I, mean, no, I think that's pretty obviously. much well known based on just even reading the... Yeah, if being kidnapped is better than living with your husband, you yeah. can tell that Ned's yeah. not a good guy. I guess I don't know how he would have gotten through even being as wealthy as he is. All of the implications surrounding him, all the past stuff that he just got out of everything. Just because he has but but they're but, but big things. And I get that it happens. It just seems his evil demeanor would have caught up to him in other ways than. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, it seems like he gets out of a lot because, well, he's manipulative and because of his last name. Right. Because his family is really wealthy. Right. This actually makes me think, um, I just watched a documentary the other day on Netflix about that family in South Carolina um, where the guy is, the dad's in prison right now. Do you remember the story from a few years ago where like the mother and the son get murdered on the property and... They're like a big Carolina family. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. There's like this whole thing. It was like in the news a couple years ago. And the dad is actually in prison right now for the murders of his son and his wife. And he's going to be tried. I don't think that he was convicted of it yet. He's actually in there for money laundering and like fraud and all this stuff. (laughs) But um, it had a similar vibe to it of just being able to do whatever you want. And like these people that were interviewed in this town in South Carolina basically said... It doesn't matter what, like anytime something would happen with the family members, like if they did something crazy or they got in some type of trouble, they'd be like, it doesn't matter. Nothing is actually going to happen to them because because of of who they are. Their status. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it is a little believable. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, as my first introduction to BA Paris, I would be interested in reading more. Okay. I'll say that. All right. Cool. I will. Give you a list in order that you should read them of okay. like best to worst. Was this your least favorite? No, it wasn't my least favorite. Okay. I think the therapist, her last book before this, was my least favorite. Um, and then the one before that, and then my favorites were her first two, the breakdown okay. and can't remember the other one. But yeah, I think her second one was my favorite, and then her first one was my second favorite. I mean, if you know, we're going into the details here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll write you a list. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it was it, it held my attention, and I thought it was good if I was able to suspend disbelief on some of the unrealistic things. Sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Look. Look at me remembering that we need to talk about this tea. 
Uh-huh. Did you bring it? Okay. No, I did not bring the tea bag. Go get it. Mm-hmm. So we are drinking hazelnut cookie black tea from the Spice and Tea Exchange in Orange Beach, Alabama. And uh, the rich taste of Ceylon black tea is paired with the natural flavor of toasted hazelnut in this smooth and aromatic tea. Add cream and sweetener for a delicious dessert beverage. Our fave. Dessert tea. Dessert tea. I don't like it as much as I thought I would. Okay. It is a solid, decent tea. Yes. The smell of it is better than the taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not bad. No, I do think if we added some milk or cream to it, it would enhance the flavor. But I don't uh, I don't have that in my house, so we're just drinking tea. We did add sweetener. It smells really good. It's, it has a it has a very hazelnut smell to it, but the taste is not quite hazelnutty. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's just not as good as some of the other dessert teas we've tasted. Yeah, for sure. Like I would go to the warm bread pudding one before I would for sure before I would drink this again. Yeah, I agree. But it's decent. It would be better with cream. Now I'm upset. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I feel like this was a short episode. I know. I. Well, because we, Sorry we didn't want to give we didn't want to give anything away. I know. Well, maybe maybe we've learned a lesson. We don't choose thrillers for our joint book. I think that it's okay that it's a short episode because now that we are finished, we are going to go work on advent calendars, and surely everyone will be happy about that, right? <laughs> yeah, we are officially sold out as of yesterday that is correct and we're gonna go wrap some things and work on logistics and all the fun stuff that goes with creating these things so until next time cheers cheers thanks for listening be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today you can find that in your podcast app or on our website inkdrinkerspodcast.com And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers! Cheers.